What is up, everybody? My name is Jake, and you are... You found another episode of The Rotten P, four friends reviewing movies you absolutely should have already seen. I'm here with three of my friends, I guess. If you guys want to introduce yourselves. I'm Zach. I don't want to introduce myself anymore if I'm, you guess, your friend. It's just... Also, how do you think they found this episode? Like, just randomly? They were searching for potatoes on Spotify. Spotify. (laughs) Potato podcasts. Yeah. (laughs) Like, they were really looking like, man, I really want to make french fries tonight. So let's see what we can do. I wonder where we are in terms of like podcast or potato podcast chart wise. Like I would one guess of the top ones. I, we're like at least number seven. <laughs> <you know? laughs> yeah. There's some really good ones out there. Like yeah. spuds. Yeah. Well, I'm Tyler. And I am Scott. Hi, everybody or Zach. Some name. people know me as Zach as well. No. <laughs> <laughs> some people do. People who listen to this podcast that don't otherwise know Scott might confuse him with Zach. Yeah. Yeah, that's Scott's fault, though. (laughs) (laughs) Whose fault it is is neither here nor there, Jake. Yeah, I. all right. (laughs) Anyways, we are uh, talking about Ghostbusters today, which uh, Zach had not seen, and I was shocked uh, of all the... I'm the only one? I think so. so, Yeah, yeah. you are. Oh, okay. Uh, Of all the movies that we've done, I feel like this is one of the more iconic, maybe the most iconic. Uh, I would not say most, uh, but it is very iconic. To be, what what to do you be think? Sure. I think probably Jaws or Back to the Future. Yeah. Or Indiana Jones. I forgot we did that. I would yeah. probably say all three of those are more iconic, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I I wouldn't say by a lot. Like, I'm, I'm not trying to They're sandbag you here, They're Jake. all in the top. Like, Ghostbusters yeah. is definitely up there, but I don't know. I To say it's the most, I, I don't know about that. All right. The That's fact fair. that people who have never seen the movie know quotes from the movie means it's very iconic. And Steve Zissou's up there. For sure. <laughs> yeah. That's probably the least iconic movie we watched. When I think about movies that like I can't believe I never saw before this podcast, Steve Zizou is number one. It gets referenced. <laughs> yeah. yeah like, like, I, I quote it all the time. I get it's so like, many jokes around the water cooler at work. How about now. Steve Z? Yeah. <laughs> around the Zoom water cooler. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I guess we don't get to go to the office anymore. <laughs> Just like in meetings, people are like, you know what? I'm going to spear gun this kid. And I'm like, I get it now. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I kind of want to go back and watch it again. You should. I'd watch it again. Of the two funny Bill Murray movies, it's definitely the funnier one. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That we've done so far. Yeah. Yeah. I did not laugh very much watching Ghostbusters this time. Yeah. Um, Part of that for me, though, is just how many times I've seen it. That it's like, uh, I, I, I can literally quote the whole movie, so it's hard to laugh at it. I haven't seen this movie a bunch of times. I... It's one of those movies, though, that like I don't remember the first time I saw it. I just know that I've seen it, right? And I can't remember a specific time that I sat down and watched it. But did like, you did you say you can quote this movie? Yeah, with all the like completely unmemorable lines and like not a single joke, you can still quote it. Yeah, I don't think I could quote a single line except the one that we just heard. I I actually do quote this movie like really fairly like 
not like more often than a lot of other movies, but I, I definitely quote this. This this will come up in like a conversation with someone. I'll quote You'll this. say like I am Zool the gatekeeper. Like, <laughs> oh man. Was there was funny. actually was a, a couple one. lines in watching it with Tyler where I was like, Oh, that's where Tyler pulled this from. Yeah. Like, like what? he definitely what's an, does. What's an example? I like, don't remember, but uh, I remember thinking that. Like honestly, like our uh our the the audio intro that we used, oh, I yeah. use that a ton. Um, I use, uh, Bill Murray, uh, uh, he's talking to, uh, Sigourney Weaver, like trying to woo her or whatever. And he, he says, call it fate, call it karma. But like his intonation, like I say that all the time. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I do, I, I quote this movie quite a bit. It's interesting that you are talking about the unmemorable lines because it was mostly, uh, improv, which like makes sense kind of when I feel, but I'm like, okay, like I can no see one that wrote that. Yeah. They should have had a script. Well, I will say, <laughs> so let's, uh, let's jump into, uh, some of the facts, just the facts. Uh, this was directed by Ivan Reitman, uh, who directed a lot of other Bill Murray movies. Like he was just a, he was a comedy director from the eighties mostly. Um, but it was written by Harold Ramis, Dan Aykroyd and Rick Moranis. Uh, so Harold Ramis is, uh, uh, Spangler, uh, the character in the oh. movie. <laughs> Forgot. <laughs> I've forgotten their names. Wow. I, I remember Venkman, and then I just go by actors' names mostly. Yeah. yeah. Spangler was uh, Harold Ramis, the nerdy guy. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Uh, Dan Aykroyd, very famous actor, comedian. comedian. Oh, I just uh, don't know any of their uh, character names. His character's name was Ray. Got it. Uh, and then Rick Moranis uh, plays... Uh, Zool. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was David Bowie. That was David. Bowie. David Bowie's in this. It wasn't David Bowie, but that looked but just it looked like just David like, Bowie. Yeah. Oh. You remember when it's like standing up there, like, and like Ziggy Stardust a, walking. Yeah, yeah, yeah Ziggy yeah. Stardust. Yeah. Uh, Rick Moranis plays uh, Dana Barrett's uh, neighbor, the accountant uh, of Honey I Shrunk the Kids fame. <laughs> <laughs> I actually really liked those movies when I was younger. I can't remember anything about them. I, I like Rick Moranis a lot. I, I do think he's a very like he, he was a good comedian of the 80s. And like he was whenever he was on, I was the most engaged. I enjoyed yeah. watching him the most out of everyone. Yeah. Uh, Lewis Tully. That's his name. His character's name. Mm. Uh, this was released June 7th, 1984. Uh, it did 295 million in box office. Uh, on a $30 million budget. Good. So it was pretty well received. And Jake, you were telling us that uh, this was, that was a, a pretty high box office number. Yeah. And I also like just as far as how well received or how much people liked this, uh, they ran a trailer, or I guess it was just a commercial for the Ghostbusters with an 800 number in the middle of the film's release. And it got a thousand calls an hour, 24 hours a day for six weeks straight. Wow. And what was what was it? It was just a call, and you'd get a recorded message from Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd saying, "Sorry, we're out hunting ghosts," <laughs> which I guess shows you how much there was to do in the eighties. I wish uh, does that number still exist? Can you still call it? Oh, I, I doubt know. it. I doubt it. You could try. We we'll find try. it. We need yeah. to look it up. Uh, we it, should probably just get a number for us. So if people want to call the Rotten Potato Boys, 
we just play it. We're out Sorry. watching. You know, we're watching, we're watching movies. movies right now. Talking about spuds. <laughs> because people call numbers now very mm-hmm. frequently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I, I call people all the time. I've had so many, like, fans of the podcast say, like, what's your guys' podcast number? Yeah. I, call. <laughs> I want to be able to call it. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's too many of them that we can actually give them. We'll our just own give numbers, them Dan's you know? number. <laughs> That's a good idea. That, that is a great idea. idea. Yeah. Dan, if you're listening, we're handing out your number. It's going to be in the uh, show notes. Yeah. But specifically, Jake, what I was pitching to you was that you had told us that $295 million in the box office was a big deal because it, it was, was the, the highest, highest grossing oh, yeah. comedy until Home Alone. That, uh, it's crazy to me that this was the highest grossing comedy of all time, but it's crazier to me that Home Alone knocked it off. <laughs> you don't like Home Alone? I love Home Alone, but like, if I would have thought, like, if you would have told me Home Alone like, did huge at the box office, I would have been pretty surprised. Oh, I'll tell no. you this. I laughed significantly more at Home Alone than I did at this. Oh, I still laugh at Home, Home Alone. Home Alone yeah. is hilarious. Yeah, it's, it's really a, funny. It's a solid movie. Home Alone was super crazy received. In fact, uh, they both these movies had a lot of merchandise surrounding Mm. them as well, like outside the box office because they were just so well received. So I actually went uh, for Halloween one year as a Ghostbuster. Like I had a proton pack that uh, and like a jumpsuit and the whole thing. Um, But Home Alone, I had one of those recorders that he has. Oh, wow. John Hughes wrote Home Alone too. Mm -hmm. And he's pretty solid. Oh, yeah. I just want to talk about Home Alone. Yeah, let's just let's just pivot pivot. I've seen it enough times. <laughs> How great is Joe Pesci in Home Alone? <laughs> That's true. Uh, oh, I forgot to look up how well this did, what the other guys gave this. Uh, it looks like the other guys gave this a uh, 97%. Wow. And it got a 7.8 on IMDb. Uh, and based on what everyone has said so far, I have a feeling we're not going to come close to either of those numbers, but you know, we'll see, uh, our th- current sitting presidents in home alone too. That's accurate. <laughs> true. This, if you could just pepper in Ghostbusters <laughs> was also nominated, uh, for two Academy Awards. It lost both. Uh, it was nominated for best original song and for best visual effects. And I thought it was interesting. It lost best visual effects to Temple of Doom. Uh, well, Indiana Jones stand, stands up still. Like, I haven't seen Temple of Doom yet. Oh, no. Temple of Doom is terrible. It's the worst okay. of the Indiana Jones original three. Um, but, like, the, the effects in the first Indiana Jones, I was like, I was shocked that it was an early 80s movie. So, mm-hmm. and this movie, you can tell it's an 80s movie looking at the effects. They're, they're yeah. Rough, you know. Well, that's because I think most of... Most of Indiana Jones uh, was practical, practical effects, effects yeah. and almost all of Ghostbusters is uh, virtual CGI'd, effects. Yeah. That's yeah. true. But uh, speaking of the song, what I was thinking about as the credits were rolling on this movie was that this song has like really catchy like first 30, 45 seconds, and then it is rough. This is just a dude saying, I ain't afraid of no ghosts for about a minute straight. <laughs> I ain't afraid of no ghosts. So I'm not surprised it lost the original song either. I'm honestly, I was surprised they got nominated. Yeah. When you just said that, I was like, wait, what? Yeah. Nominated for a best original song. Yeah, but it did. So Jake, uh, you've kind of given us a little bit, but what's your, uh, what's your thoughts after, uh, watching? Well, I I guess first, why did you nominate this movie? And, uh, like, what is it? What do you think? What does it mean to you? Yeah. I mean, I think as far as why I nominated this movie, it was just like, as far as movies that you absolutely should have seen, I think it's up there. Like, I feel like everybody knows Ghostbusters and they, you know, can talk about it. Like 
at least everybody knows the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man mm-hmm. shot. Uh, so when I heard that Zach hadn't seen it, I was like, we should, we should do this movie. I don't, I'm not a particular fan of it. I remember liking it. Um, this time I watched it, I kind of regretted watching it because I, I had a more fond memory of it. Like I still had a good time, I think, but like I had a more fun memory of the movie than I actually enjoyed it watching it. So, all right. You know, uh, Scott, you'd seen this movie before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love this movie. It's super fun when they're both trying to break into the house and he just keeps pulling all the pranks on <laughs> on them and like they get hit in the face with the iron. It's really great. The paint cans come down and yeah. they knock out his gold tooth. Step on the on the ornaments. The ornaments and cut his feet open. You know what I like <laughs> as far as plot holes, like what if he went through the window first instead of going to the basement? I know. And then he didn't lose. I his hate sh- you guys so much. <laughs> Um, oh, wait, we're not talking about Home Alone? <laughs> we're talking about Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Okay, yeah, so our president. <laughs> um, yeah, I would be fine if I never watch uh, this movie ever again. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Like, it's just like, I love Bill Murray, and he was, like, disappointingly, maybe my least favorite part of the movie. Like, he was just kind of a creep. Whenever we get to the recast, I'm just going to say I I want all the Home Alone cast to be... Sweet yeah. spoiler for the end of the yeah. podcast. I'm sure that'll be funny then. I I feel a little sad. Like, I really still do like this movie. Um, I mean, I still liked it. I just, I feel like I liked it better in my head than I did in practice. You know? Yeah. Well, why do you like it, Tyler? Tell us why. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, I actually, I actually do think it's funny. Like, I, I think this is a funny movie. Obviously, I think that like, as things move through time, like comedies evolved quite a bit, and so like, yeah, it's not like this isn't this isn't a script that would like do well today, but like looking back historically, like it was it was hilarious. I I loved this movie as a kid. Uh, I still think it holds up, you know, fairly well. Uh, I think that comedy is probably the one genre of movie that holds up the worst over time. Um, Especially just as things like, like Bill Murray being a creep, like we live in the Me Too movement. And so like where, you know, even stuff that came out like five years ago actors are now saying like, I would not do that Mm -hmm. because that was now like, now we all are, are being a little more like awakened to like how our comedy makes other people feel and that's inappropriate. And so, yeah, Bill Murray, like in through our lens right now, looking back at this, like super creepy and really inappropriate and like really shouldn't have happened that way. But like historically, like, that was kind of what everything was like. Uh, and so it, it, I don't know. I, I think it's really funny. I, I, I'm still a big fan of this movie. Uh, so, yeah. Well, Zach, late bloomer. Um, I did not like this movie at all. Um, <clears throat> I didn't think it was funny. Uh, and I can't obviously speak to, uh, you know, how funny it was when it came out because I'm watching it for the first time in 2020. Yeah, yeah. But having watched it for the first time in 2020, I didn't think it was funny at all. Um, 
And even compared to other like 80s comedies that I've seen that I do enjoy where I could even make the case like, you know what, like I can see how at the time this could have been funny or this and that. Like watching this, I couldn't even pick like joke apart from regular line of dialogue. Uh, I didn't think the story was interesting at all. Um, uh, it just was, it was just boring to me. I just thought it was boring. I, I can't say that I've seen uh, much else from Dan Aykroyd or Harold Ramis, but I have seen Bill Murray in quite a bit. And this was by far my least favorite Bill Murray role. Um, didn't like it. It was a, a slog for me to get through. All right. Have you slog. seen the Blues Brothers? Just I haven't. About Dan Aykroyd movies? Mm-mm, I haven't seen it. Yeah, Blues Brothers uh, for like Harold Ramis, like uh, vac- the Vacation. Like he, wrote, he wrote and directed Vacation. I think I've seen Christmas Vacation. Okay. That's the best one. Yeah. I love Christmas Vacation. Is it not? I don't think it's the best one. It's the only wow. one I've seen. Yeah. Which one do you like better? Uh, I mean, I think that they're all like kind of up there, uh, but I think the original Vacation I is I think even best. if you compare this to like Vacation, like Chevy Chase with his like a physical comedy and everything, it's just like it might not be my cup of tea or be like, like I watched um, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles mm-hmm. not too long ago. So it's one of my dad, like he loves that movie and watching it was like, okay, this like, it doesn't translate super well for now, but I can see where they're like, I can see the makings of the jokes, you know, and I can mm-hmm. see how like at the time, like that was probably really funny watching this. I didn't feel that way. It was just like where, I don't even know where the jokes are. I can't even think of a time where they were trying to be funny. Um, I, the way that Jake felt about back to the future is how I felt about this, where it's just like, I don't know why anyone liked this movie to begin with. I didn't like it at all. Jake. I'm more in the middle ground. I you definitely don't right enjoy it now, but mm. I do see how, why it was a successful movie when it came out. But like, I don't enjoy, I don't want to watch it again, but I understand why it is what it is. Because of the great graphics. The great graphics. Yep. Yeah. And this just solid jokes. <laughs> so, uh, let's jump into the play by play. Jake, you want to? Yeah. So we open on, uh, Bill Murray. He's starting as a creep. He is performing this experiment and it's like a, some sort of shock experiment to test on people's like, what is, what does he, what does he call it? Uh, p- like PSP, like paranormal. Yeah. And he's like just trying to get them to guess the symbols on the cards and he keeps shocking the dude and he keeps telling the girl that she got it. Uh, <laughs> she got it right. And she doesn't get it right. The dude gets it right sometimes. Yeah. And then the guy runs out and he's just trying to pick up on this college girl, <laughs> I guess. And, and then it comes up that they're working at a university. Yeah. Studying ghosts. Uh, studying paranormal. Yeah. Not ghosts in particular, but like, so uh, Dr. Vinkman is a, a psychologist and specifically like a paranormal, like parapsychologist. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then more the other two that we get introduced to uh, uh, Ray and Spangler are more like the ghost people. And uh because it's interesting, like, I feel like... Because he doesn't seem like he believes in ghosts. Yeah, he, he doesn't. seems like yeah. he's not into it at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, they even, they get a call and they're going down to the library because somebody has seen a ghost. That's actually the opening is the library. I forgot about that. No, no, you had it right. Oh, okay. Uh, and so they get that call um, and then they go in and Bill Murray is like these, like, these are just wackos. Like, he doesn't believe anything that they're saying. But they're super geeked out by it. They're like, you know, like, oh, it's full full floating apparition, you know, and, and get some of this ectoplasm. I need to study it, you know, like, 
Yeah. And then they go down and lo and behold, there's a ghost and none of them know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> that, that you could see there was a joke Wait, there, right? Danny Aykroyd had a plan. Yeah. He's Get like, it? <laughs> Get her! <laughs> Did you just call him Danny Aykroyd? <laughs> Maybe. Are you guys close? Yeah. Are you guys tight? <laughs> yeah. Sc- Scotty and Danny go with <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. Uh, yeah, and so they uh, they have no plan really. Where, where's the joke I missed? Just like like them. <laughs> are you okay, Scott? <laughs> Just like them, like like maybe maybe not like a joke specific, but like like a funny situation where they're like, oh, we don't have a plan. Like, what are we gonna do? And then they they go get her, and then the ghost turns like and evil dead and like oh. rushes at them, and they. But like, you could at least see it. Guess it's pretty funny. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I take it back. <laughs> We're just going to breeze through this episode. <laughs> so uh, they decide they get kicked out of the university for being quacks, essentially. Yeah. I don't know what uh, what university they're studying. Are they like NYU or something? Yeah. It looked like it was probably NYU or something like that or, or George Washington University. Yeah. And they uh, Bill Murray doesn't doesn't care that much. He's just he's in it for the money now. Yeah. Mm. And they're gonna they're gonna make a business trapping ghosts, but they haven't really trapped a ghost yet. Yeah. So they uh, they leverage uh, they leverage Ray's house in mm-hmm. order to buy this hideous uh, like decrepit office space. It was a fire station. Oh, was it? Did oh, you yeah, watch yeah, yeah. this movie? Yeah, because they, they had the fire poles. <laughs> you, you guys are talking about this. I think I watched Home Alone. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. easy to mix them up. You just yeah. said watch the highest grossing comedy in the 80s. And so. Oh, actually, Home Alone was 1990. So you didn't was it really 1990? Yeah. 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 I really messed up. Yeah. Uh, no, you're right. I remember the fire pole. Yeah. Danny got super excited about <laughs> it. Good old Danny. Danny loved that place. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know like how much his house is worth, but... They put like they're like oh we don't have any money and they like this was like probably like an abandoned like a uh, condemned building yeah and then it's just this fancy office like two days later I don't <laughs> know what they did and how much money his house is worth but well not only that but they used a bunch of money to invest in like advertising the and equipment and doing advertising and so it was worth a lot of money and the old broken down uh, ambulance oh yeah yeah and the car yeah I just I don't know why they skimped on the car of all things to skimp on, you know, it's got all their crazy equipment on it. I feel like, I don't know. I think that car was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. So they, uh, start this business. They, they put out a bunch of advertising and it doesn't initially go very well until they get a call from, uh, a hotel nearby. I don't know if it's a famous hotel or anything. It looked real fancy. Yeah. Uh, and they have, uh, just, a a fat, disgusting blob ghost, uh, (laughs) that I believe was, Oh, I forgot who it was modeled after. I want to say he, uh, Dan Aykroyd wrote it as like Jim Belushi's uh, eating habits from some <laughs> SNL sketch. <laughs> nice. Which uh, is also like uh, Jim Belushi was supposed to play Venkman until he died. And then Bill Murray came back and Bill Murray ended up doing it. Uh, but I can't imagine somebody that That's would how be. They I decided think, to honor. I think, yeah. you mean, I think you mean John Belushi. John. Which, yeah. Jim died in, like, the oh, early right. 2000s. Jim was in According to Jim. Yeah. Mm-hmm. John Belushi was the one that was on SNL. Yes. Okay. Yeah. John Belushi. Yeah. Um, and so they, uh, and then, so he died and Bill Murray came in. But, like, I can't think, like, they're trying to make Bill Murray the cool guy. And I thought <laughs> that was a stretch. 
<laughs> John Belushi you, is definitely a stretch. Oh yeah. Well, I was going to say, you really think that one of the other two are the cool guy <laughs> over Bill Murray? No, no, no. <laughs> I thought like Harold, Harold Ramis. Ramis. I thought he was the cool guy the whole time. <laughs> That's true. I think you were watching uh, Orange County. I think you were watching Home Alone. <laughs> when Harold, Harold Ramis Is he in Orange County? Yeah. I don't remember. He's the dean. Oh, so he's the cool guy in that movie? <laughs> sure. He's not. It's but... been a long time since I watched that movie. Oh, okay. I've never seen Orange I watched County. it with you, though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm a massive fan of it. I make a lot of people watch that movie. I liked movie. it. I've um, never even heard of it. Oh, really? I guess you don't like me enough to show it to me. That's true. Jack Black. Jack Black, Colin Hanks, oh, yeah, John Colin Lithgow. Hanks. Uh, Colin Farrell. Nope. Uh, Let's talk about Orange County. Harold <laughs> Ramis. Uh, Joe Pesci. Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> Directed so by Chris Columbus. They. Uh, <laughs> Why do you know some, like, I don't know the director of Home Alone off the top of my head. That was not Chris Columbus. Oh, okay. It was, it was. I just looked it up on IMDb. Oh, really? Because I was trying to remember if John oh, okay. Hughes directed this before it or after he discovered it. America. Uh, around Sometime, the same time. Yeah, like right in the middle. Mm. Like he 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 landed and then he's like, I'm going to shoot this movie. <laughs> but just so you know, Scott, it was definitely before... Uh, your favorite Chris Columbus movie of all time, National Treasure. Ah, uh, I actually really love National Treasure. <laughs> really? I do. Thank goodness I watched it for the first time recently. We don't have to do it for this podcast. So they trap the ghost. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's a great film. Like but, you absolutely should have seen. But I do like have a fun time watching it. You're going to make us watch Speed this month. No, I'm not. I'm making us watch oh, Speed. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I take it back. And you better take it back because speed is a good movie. (laughs) Yeah, I like speed. Uh What is wrong with Uh you people? What is wrong with you people? Uh, So they trap the ghost. They they ruin this hotel. Yeah, absolutely destroy it. Absolutely destroy it. They charge him $5,000. And then the the hotel manager's like, I'm not going to pay you. I didn't realize it'd be that expensive. Like, why didn't didn't anybody have that conversation beforehand? (laughs) Yeah, I think them or something. That sounds so cheap to get rid of a ghost at any time. (laughs) (laughs) Anytime uh, in history, if you were to say $5,000 to get this ghost out here, I'd be like, that That sounds uh, reasonable. (laughs) I would have paid you 10. <laughs> Do you uh, have ghosts? I can get rid of them for you. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I, come hey, on. Jake, I ain't afraid of no ghosts. All right. Well, that's good because I'm getting a new house and I think it's haunted. I've got this number that you can call though. Uh, and uh, it's Jim Belushi's number. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> not <Is> John. <laughs> not, not Danny. Does he just Isn't tell me? Boy? Does no. he just tell me where I can watch reruns of a Danny to won't Jim? give me his number because oh. I keep calling him Danny. <laughs> I thought you guys are he tight. just doesn't like it. He hates it. <laughs> he changes his number just because I called him Danny. So they uh, are are now after this. They're they're now like in business, and uh, one of the people who. Uh, as they're getting a lot of uh, calls, one of the people who gives them a call is uh, Sigourney Weaver, who saw some. She saw some stuff in her uh, her refrigerator. Yeah, I think. Uh, and when she was in space. Yeah. Alien. Oh, this movie. <laughs> not this movie. Yeah. I'm just gonna see how many other movies I can talk about. All right. I, uh, how I great is Alien? <laughs> I haven't seen it. <laughs> But I hear good things. So they wait. Uh, you haven't seen Alien? No, I put it on our list. I want to see it. Okay, that's yeah. That's definitely that's definitely a movie do. you should have seen. So they uh, <laughs> they investigate her apartment, 
Bill Murray tries to hit our, I'm just going to just He's really Because apparently we're not doing this. No, Bill Murray is really coming on to her. Like, I think that's the only reason he went over. I don't think she, he believed anything that happened to her. Like yeah. her, her eggs are popping out and frying themselves. Well, and- I think he's still, <laughs> even after everything, I still think that he has a very like cynical attitude toward the whole ghost thing. And it's it, the thing that was crazy to me is like, there are no ghosts. And then all of a sudden there are so many ghosts. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know how that happened. Yeah. Like they were not busy for like the, the first like few weeks of them yeah. opening this business. And then all of a sudden all the ghosts are in New York city. I feel like if I was one of the ghostbusters, I'd be kind of like annoyed that like just a couple weeks into the job, we get this like demon, like this literal, <laughs> like, probably, probably the hardest ghost they have to fight in their entire career. Yeah, and it's like, you know, like we were just starting to figure this out. Yeah. Like, could you give we us had a, a hard time, time with the John Belushi's eating habit? <laughs> Ghost, now we have Zool, who's going to take over entire New York. I think he's going to destroy there the Ghostbusters world. Ghostbusters too. There yeah. is. Yeah, there's three of them. Oh, okay, soon to be four. Well, I wasn't counting. Uh, the oh, and the Kristen Wig. There's a third. Not that's not the Kristen Wig one. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. The original guys did three Ghostbusters. Interesting. And then, uh, and then we had female Ghostbusters, and then now we're about to have the second generation of the original the original characters. cast yeah. yeah they're the original characters yeah. i will definitely watch that one. Oh, it looks phenomenal i didn't think i even heard about it who's in it uh stranger Jim kids Belushi. stranger things kid which one i don't know mike the, the, the main one yeah oh he's my least favorite stranger things kid oh bummer i still yeah. haven't seen stranger things i think bill murray it's is making an appearance i don't think that he's like Okay. in it really like he's not doing anything but he's he may i think he's gonna make a cameo did you ever see the female ghostbusters it was i i, I didn't get bad, through it but I is get it, it canon to the original um it's not really oh. not not like this one is going yeah to be. yeah got it. um yeah not really it was it was more of just a a reboot oh i see or like a remake a remake and a, a remake yeah, yeah. Um, anyways, they but did not. John Belushi's oh. eating habit ghost is in the, the lady ghostbusters. Oh, okay. Well, that's S- all you Slimer. need. Sorry. I just looked up the new one that's coming out. Sigourney Weaver's going to be in it. Oh, okay. With Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Joe Pesci, Winston. So it looks like they would have gotten all of them except, except for, for Harold. Harold Ramis. Yeah. Yeah. Rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Didn't. And wait, then the stranger things kid. Dan Aykroyd's still alive. Dan yeah. Aykroyd is. Yeah. Yeah. I Dan thought Boy? he died. All yeah, right. He's Scott's best friend. Oh, I forgot. Scotty's right. best friend. I thought Scott was just calling the cemetery and they're like, stop calling. <laughs> and him. I was uh, like, he was a ghostbuster. They definitely exist. That's true. <laughs> and it's going to be directed by Jason Reitman. Who yeah. is that? The son? I think it's the Ivan? son of Ivan. That's kind of cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And the, the premise is that it's like, I think it's uh Venkman's. The main kid is going to be like Venkman's uh, grandson. Mm. I think. Um, and he like stumbles on like not only ghosts, but then like all of the like paraphernalia, boy yeah, all the captured people. I hope they release Zool by accident. <laughs> it's no, just, Zool got broken, right? Oh, no, like, Zool got messed oh, up. Is he dead now. He's just oh, gone. Yeah, he's gone. He died. He wasn't even a ghost. He was. He was a god. He was a Babylonian god. He was uh, Ziggy Stardust. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You can't capture Ziggy. You can only destroy him. Yeah. do you think rick moranis reached out to david bowie for notes on how to play zool 
Probably. <laughs> I thought that joke would be funnier. I don't know. Let's move on. Yeah. I thought it was funny. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I thought the pause afterwards was kind of funny. <laughs> I don't think Rick Moranis played Zool, but no. that's okay. Oh, does Sigourney Weaver play Zool? No, neither, neither. of them play Zool. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Zool's the other one. Zool's the one that they're releasing. <laughs> that makes sense. But uh, they're the the gatekeeper and the key master, the minions of of Zool. Yeah, that makes sense. Why Rick Moranis is talking so much about Zool? Yeah, <laughs> and he's asking where the gatekeeper is yeah. the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, they. Zach, uh, did you watch this movie? <laughs> I promise I did. <laughs> they don't find Zool in uh, in Sigourney Weaver's apartment, right? Or refrigerator, and uh, Bill Murray just kind of sticks around because he wants to date her. Yeah. You know, I guess. Wait, we're still at this point in the movie? <laughs> yeah. Well, you guys keep derailing the whole yeah. thing. You know what? We'll skip to the end. <laughs> 30 minutes of podcast, about five minutes about Ghostbusters. <laughs> 20 about Home Alone. <laughs> and then about 30 seconds of Alien. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know what? They're catching lots of ghosts. Uh, the, the environmental protection agency guy comes in and he... Uh, Walter Peck. Yeah, he... Is like Bill Murray is just immediately like we're not gonna let you see anything. Kind of aggressive. I don't know why he was like you get a warrant and come back and he's like I just asked to see it, <laughs> you know. Um, and then well, he, I I know that obviously Zach doesn't find any of this funny, but I I I genuinely think that this is uh, a funny like moment between them, uh, because he's like he's like well may I see it. And he says no, and he says, "Well, why not?" But he like ex- like explains the whole thing, and he says, "Because you didn't use the magic word," and like like just the like like Bill Murray just being a, a prick to this guy, like, and just their their exchange, I think, is pretty funny throughout that whole moment. Yeah, I mean, uh, I I I was not feeling for the EPA guy. I didn't I didn't like him at all. Oh, but yeah. at the same time, I was like, you probably should have just let him see it. You know? <laughs> Otherwise, you know, the, the whole end of the movie wouldn't have happened. That's it wouldn't true. have been that interesting, but they also wouldn't have blown up their headquarters. That's know? true. And, and released at that point, like hundreds of thousands of ghosts. Apparently. Yeah, they like, just they're like behind. A, are they behind a wall? I don't understand how it works. They're in it, a container. It's a it's a laser like, like a septic tank. It's a laser grid containment facility. OK, yeah, it's basically a ghost septic tank. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. It's just like in the ground. And they have leech lines and they just seep <laughs> yeah, back yeah. out into the world eventually. It's a call out ghost roto reader every once in a while. <laughs> Coming. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, so they, they do a lot of ghost hunting. They're too busy. So they, they bring along, um, what's the character's name? Winston. Winston. Win- is that the character's name? Yeah. Oh. He, uh, and uh, that was actually originally supposed to be Eddie Murphy. They wrote the role for Eddie Murphy, and then when he turned down the role, they reworked the whole script so that he would come in about halfway through, which is just so insulting to whoever. <laughs> oh, whoever oh he Winston. was supposed to be around from the beginning? Yeah, he was supposed to be around like really early on, and then Eddie Murphy said no, and they're like, okay, well, then I guess he's just not worth having until halfway <laughs> through the new movie. guy. <laughs> yeah. which, you know, sucks for that guy. Um, and I mean, but to be fair, it's not like he was funny. Yeah, no. <laughs> I, I would have like loved if they would have given him the movie. original script. He would have been funny. Fair. Um, and so they're just they're they got a busy time hunting ghosts, but at the same time, there's developments with the Zool situation, where he has. I I think Bill Murray talks Sigourney Weaver out. Or talks Sigourney Weaver into a date. 
Yeah. And they're going to have dinner at her place or something, which doesn't seem like a great first date idea for a creepy guy to mm-hmm. immediately bring him into your home. But that's just me. Well, he's already been there once. That's true. Um, and then she is getting ready for a date and uh, some gargoyles or whatever come out. Some gargoyle. I mean, yeah, that's pretty much what they are. Yeah. And they come out and uh, she's possessed by uh, the, the, gatekeeper. Ga- the gatekeeper. The gatekeeper. And then Bill Murray comes in and doesn't immediately realize what's going on, I think. Yeah, which it's like... Uh, You're the ghost expert, man. That part was, I, I will admit, kind of funny. When she says, like, are you the key master? And he says, no. And like, <laughs> she just slams the Are you the key master? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then he eventually picks up on the fact that she's possessed when she's just really, really, like, aggressively making advances on him. And I guess that's what clued him in because women probably Which didn't make like any sense much. to me at first. I was like, why is she so, like, turned on by regular human Bill Murray? This is weird. But then later when she meets the key master, they start going at it, making out. Apparently that's just part of the ritual. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, her, her nerdy neighbor who has a huge crush on her, uh, Rick, Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis. Yeah. Lewis uh, Tully is the character's yeah. name. Yeah. He uh, is throwing a party. And you wouldn't think he'd be so popular, but he has like a ton of friends over at this party. Yeah. They're all clients. They're all They're clients. Friends. Yeah. They're all clients. He's an accountant. Missed that part too. Yeah. So he says like, uh, yeah, you know, I thought it would be, I'd invite all clients so that I could expense this as a work thing. <laughs> and then he's I like, he's that. going off and he's telling everybody about everybody else's finances, which I thought was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey guys, this is, this is uh, Ted and Tina. Uh, Ted runs a dry cleaning business and yeah, he and was in like, receivership. And <laughs> yeah, and apparently that entire party shot was one continuous shot and he improvised everything he said about those people. And he's talking about like the price of salmon and everything, which like, I think that's the most impressive improvis- improvisation that came through the whole movie. Oh yeah, because like the detail involved and, in yeah. all of these. not missing a beat. He's right. just going, going, going. Um and it's a pretty long single shot. Yeah. Like it's like for movies in general, one shots are just long, long shots are difficult, uh, especially if there's no lines. <laughs> yeah. And he's just going for it. Um, but he, uh, a gargoyle crashes his party and he thinks it's a dog. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who brought the dog? And then he's running away. And then everybody else is like telling the cops afterwards, like, I think it was a dog. Like that, I've never seen a dog like. No, that. someone called it a a bear, oh, and someone yeah. else called it a mountain lion. Like, yeah, and so he gets chased, and uh, nobody wants to help him. Why did the gargoyle choose him over all the people? They're like the only person that ran. I think that maybe that's why. Like you know, like a real dog. Like if you run, the dog's gonna chase you. Mm. Yeah, but he nobody wants to help him. He's like, help me, help me, like banging on windows. <laughs> that was my favorite part and, of this movie. And then it, like of this like cool looking restaurant is like all glass outside. And he's banging on the windows. Everybody looks up and then just looks back down. And, and now <laughs> he like slides down the window like dramatically, like very like much like something just happened and everyone just immediately goes back to like like eating and yeah. your dinnerware clinking. And now he's the key master that Sigourney Weaver has apparently been looking for. And he gets picked up by the cops and dr- the, the cops apparently think that this is a Ghostbusters matter. So they bring him over there and then they're like, this guy's a little bit weird. And I'm like, he's more than a little bit weird. <laughs> uh, and they're, uh, what's his name? Harold Ramis. Yeah. Spangler. Spangler. Spangler wants to bring the key master and the, 
the gatekeeper together? Oh, no, Bill he Murray says specifically. He says so. specifically, like, I, uh, we should keep them apart. Oh, yeah, yeah Bill, Bill Murray's Murray like, let's get them together, together yeah. see what happens. Yeah. Uh, and then Bill Murray's still hitting on possessed Sigourney. <laughs> yeah, really creepily. And then she's floating into the air, and then he's kind of like, Doesn't he oh. knock her out? Like, he medicates her? He medicates her, yeah. yeah. And then, like, kisses her forehead <laughs> and hand as he leaves. Yeah, real yeah. creepy. Yeah. And Extra he, creepy. And she's floating, and he's, like, like looking from underneath her. And that apparently was, like, a whole practical effect shot. They put Sigourney Weaver in a body cast and then hit a pole in there and then attached her to that. So she's just hanging there on a body cast. But he's just like, yeah, I'll be right back, kind of still flirting with her, even though she's entirely just a demon right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess, you know... She was an alien, so you got to go for it. You got to go for it. Was that yeah. before or after? Uh, alien was... No idea. Probably. I think before. Actually, I, I don't know when Ghostbusters uh, came out. 1984. Um, but anyways, uh, how did... And then the EPA guy comes back and just... With a warrant. Yeah, with a warrant and decides to kill the power grid and let all the ghosts out of the laser containment field septic <laughs> system. Uh, <laughs> and then he's he's so mad at the Ghostbusters. He's like, this is your fault. And then they're like, I don't know how this is at all our fault. Like, we told you not to turn it off. Like, we'll cooperate. Just leave it and we'll deal with it. Uh, and so everything's going wrong. Yeah. So they get uh, they get arrested again and uh, hold before the mayor. And doesn't the EPA guy tell the cop, like, you can legally shoot him right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. And the cop's like, don't you tell me how to do my job. <laughs> I know how to shoot him. <laughs> I mean, this is New York, so. Yeah. Uh, so the, the Ghostbusters get arrested and the mayor decides to, uh, release them back to, to deal with this issue, chaos, yeah. uh, to deal with chaos. And the, the chaos is sort of centered at, uh, Dana Barrett's apartment. Uh, when they got arrested, uh, uh, Tully got away. Yes. And, and found his way back to Sigourney Weaver's apartment. Yeah. And then they go off screen to do some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we to don't need summon to. Zool. Yeah. <laughs> to summon Zool. And then and then he's there. And the Ghostbusters just uh seem a little overconfident. Yeah. That yeah. they can deal with this. I would not be. And Ziggy's all about it. Ziggy yeah. start Stardust. Yeah, so they come up there and then he comes down <laughs> in, you know, all of his all of his weird alien glory. Are you a god? No. And they get electrocuted. And then one of my favorite lines in the movie that I definitely do quote all the time is when someone asks you if you're a god, you say yes. <laughs> yeah, they he uh, he seems a little too powerful for them. And then he says, you know, like, I'm here to destroy the world. You guys are going to pick what form I take. And yeah. then they're all like, don't think of anything. And then Dan Aykroyd's like, oops. <laughs> <laughs> Good old Danny. Oh, yeah. Danny. And then uh, the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man comes as the destructor <laughs> which that's funny right zach uh, what's funnier to me is the the thought that danny says oops <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish that it happened that way <laughs> me too <laughs> um, so the state puff marshmallow man it, that apparently cost twenty thousand dollars and they had they made three of them for some reason <laughs> state puff marshmallow man suit <laughs> that's amazing yeah. Um, so he comes and he's just, he's wreaking havoc. And then I guess important plot point we m forgot to mention at the beginning is when they get their proton packs, they're, they're told they're never supposed to cross the streams, but they're really not very careful about it. Yeah. Uh, but then they're like, I think what we're just going to have to cross the streams. And then 
like uh what's his name spangler was like it's gonna kill everybody at the beginning of the movie but now he's like that's fine he's like it's a 50 50 <laughs> shot yeah we're not really sure actually it's a 50 50 shot like i guess it could work yeah yeah and so then i wish you wrote this one <laughs> that's fine <laughs> <laughs> i'll uh, i'll work on I'll, I'll try to get on the sequel on there okay <laughs> um and so they they cross the streams and they hit bowie and then he just <laughs> No, sorry, they hit the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man now. And then he just disintegrates and then uh, uh, leaves Marshmallow Fluff behind. Yeah. I didn't think he was actually made of marshmallow until right then. Yeah. Um, and they won. They won. Uh, you know, her neighbor's fine. Sigourney Weaver's fine. <laughs> uh, they just bust him out of the gargoyles that they got trapped in. Yeah. Um, and everything's good. Everybody, lo- everybody loves the Ghostbusters. They have Ghostbusters t-shirts already. Yeah. Uh, just hanging out there. And then they ride off into the sunset. They don't have to go talk to the cops <laughs> or the mayor or help clean up all the or help clean up or even go to the hospital. <laughs> uh, well, presumably they just drove themselves because they have an ambulance. Did you talk about how you, they broke them out of the gargoyle skins? Yeah, I, I did. I wasn't listening. Sorry. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, and then, you know, we hear the Ghostbusters almost best original song. <laughs> for a really long time. Yeah, and I listened to it for longer than I should have. And then I was like, it's kind of a boring song, actually. Yeah. And that's yep. Ghostbusters and Home Alone. <laughs> and part of Alien. I don't think we talked about Alien at all. <laughs> we just, we mentioned it, but we didn't talk about, like, the plot. Oh, she's in outer space and Aliens attack. Yeah, it starts with Sigourney it, no. Weaver in space. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm listening. All right, Scott, give us your recast. <laughs> uh, so here's my recast. <laughs> it's Joe Pesci. Okay. For all of the good people. He's playing multiple characters. Okay. So it's like it's like Norbit. Yep. Okay. And then it's Macaulay Culkin for all the ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> so Macaulay Culkin's the bad guy of Home Alone to you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the kid's a jerk. Yeah. What what about uh, every time he foils when the Joe Pesci's like <laughs> it, entry attempts, you're just uh-huh. madder and madder. I'm like, that's why it's such a great movie. It's, it's so crazy kid. that they made the bad guy be the main character. You know, <laughs> what about really, the other like guy? Uh, innovative mm-hmm. at the time? Yeah, the guy that's not Joe Pesci. I forget. Chris Columbus is for sure a very innovative director. So <laughs> oh yeah, a hundred percent. I don't 100%. know his name, Jake. <laughs> I just know he. We're getting schooled by a kidney god. <laughs> that's Joe Pesci's. Life. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> when the hell are you dressed like a chicken? Does anybody else have any uh, any recast? If you're gonna, if this uh, movie was gonna be made again today, Finn Wolfhard. Uh, I forget the rest of the Stranger Kids things names. Okay, so <laughs> Stranger Kids things. things. Yeah, Stranger Things the kids. One with no teeth. Yeah, the cleft palate boy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's his official name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> does it does Eleven play Sigourney Weaver? Uh, yeah, I character. guess. Yeah. Billy Bobby Brown. <laughs> oh, man. But you uh, got to keep Danny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's it's, it's, it's all Danny with other kids. It's, it's Dan Aykroyd today. <laughs> Still uh, playing Ray. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then he's just he's hanging out with the kids. He's always messing up and going, oops. And they're like, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> Did you bring the Stay Fun Marshmallow Man again? <laughs> That's my recast. <laughs> That's a solid recast. That's pretty solid. Zach, do you have any? Uh... No, not really. <laughs> he is a rescript, not a recast. 
<laughs> if you were going to re-script this movie, or if you were if you were going to if this movie like came across your desk and it's like you're you're a producer and someone tells you like this movie has to be made, but you get to pick who's writing it. It has to be. I can't pass it off to a different studio. You can't pass it off. But you get to pick who writes the script. Who writes it? Yeah. <clears throat> who writes it? Hmm. When did Stanley Kubrick die? It doesn't matter. This is you Stanley know. Kubrick's going to write it, and it's okay. going to be really weird. <laughs> okay. I don't hate that. Weirder than ancient Babylonian gods coming into New yeah, York. Yeah, I mean, that's weird, but it's not played weird. Like, the movie's not, like, a weird... It's, like, very straightforward. Like, yeah. like it's going to... Like, this movie's going to make people uncomfortable weird. That's is, what I'm going okay. for. Is is uh, Kubrick going to write and direct? Yeah. Okay. For sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, How about you, Ty? I'm into that. Um... I would, I, I honestly didn't give it much thought. I, I know that I, I accept that I'm in the minority, but I love all the actors in this and I love them in these roles. Um, so it, it would be hard for me to recast. Um, but I would say, I would say that I would love to see like a, like a nerdier feeling cast even then like Harold Ramis like Harold Ramis reads like a like a nerdy guy but like even more nerdy than that uh so maybe the the dude from uh, Big Bang Theory I forget what his name is Jim Parsons Jim Parsons like I, I could see Jim Parsons in uh Spangler's role uh I could see uh um uh gosh man I'm blanking on all these actors names is this also uh, Big Bang Theory no 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 uh, this is, uh, from, uh, that 70s show, uh, Topher Grace. Topher Grace. I could see Topher Grace in, in, uh, Vankman's role. He, he's really cool. Like when he played Eddie Brock. So, yeah. well, that's, that's kind of my thought is it's like for, for he, Vankman, like, like he he's has a cool to, guy he and he's, thinks really he's a cool not. guy, but he's not like, you know, thinks yeah. he's a ladies man and he's, what's a ladies man, a, a ladies man. Oh, I okay. Just, just mumbled, mumbled apparently. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> these are real bladies, man. <laughs> Roller blades all around. Like he's like super into that. <laughs> That's way better than I was gonna say. I was gonna make a reference to Blade the movie. <laughs> or he could be both. He just like loves Blade. Everything that has Blade in the name. He has samurai swords all over the house. Just, I'm I'm liking this movie. <laughs> and, it's a and, real Blade. And when that someone, should just be a new movie, Bladies man. <laughs> when someone asks him like why why do you have all these like knives and swords everywhere? Because I'm a Bladies man. <laughs> That's uh, the first. And every time he says it, they play the Ghostbusters for the whole minute. The first BS Studios uh, movie production. Yep. Bladies Man. Bladies Man. Summer 2022. <laughs> and people are like, you must love the movie Blades of Glory. And he's like, why? Why, why do you think <laughs> oh, I do? I, I hate it. Terrible movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, it's that time uh, where we spin up our servers and give what uh, will probably be. We didn't do favorite parts, favorite lines. No, we didn't. I skipped I it on purpose. Any. I like the part where they say, who are you going to call? <laughs> I like it. Busters. Yeah. I skipped it on purpose, Jake. I just wanted to call it out. I just wanted to, I wanted to. Jake, do you have a favorite line or moment? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. From I the movie you nominated. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I, I enjoyed it, but I, like, there were no, like, standout. Like, oh, I love that. I mean, stay puff. 
Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. It was it was a kind of a touching moment when though um he goes to the church and he watches the choir singing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and you're then right. the neighbors there, and then he talks about his son that he doesn't want to talk to him anymore. Oh, the the neighbor talked about yeah, his son. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. that is that's a, a good moment. Yeah. Yeah. Scott, what would you give this movie? Four point zero. Wow, that was that's low. That was an aggressive zero. <laughs> Four point zero, uh, fat Jim Buscemi's. <laughs> Jim Buscemi. <laughs> Jake, what would you give this movie? I just want to point out that we're all sober. <laughs> it's the morning. Yeah, it's like eleven a.m. Uh, I am gonna give this uh, seven seven Dannys. I was going to do Danny's teach it to it. Zach, what would you give this movie? I'm going to give this movie a 5.7 Zools. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to give this movie a 7.9. Uh, I ain't afraid. No ghosts. This has to be the widest like yeah, range is, of ratings. We're going to have to throw this rating out. Like, <laughs> Probably. I don't know. Uh, all over the board. No, I, Maybe. I, I mean, it depends on what you define by range because, I mean, Scott rated There Will Be Blood super low and we yeah. rated it high. So we that was a bigger really, range. Was, our, our, ours were our like standard a deviation cluster of highs. Standard deviation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, you heard it here first. Ghostbusters has a 62% on Rotten Potatoes. We might be the worst, like the worst rating for Ghostbusters of all time. <laughs> I think so. Uh, just as a reminder, uh, the other guys gave this a 97%. Even IMDb gave it 7.8, which like is good for IMDb. IMDb gave it a 7.8. Uh, so, you know, it is what it is. I rated it lower than Steve Zissou. <laughs> really? Thank you. By 0.1. By 0.1. He, he went back and looked just to make sure that he was actually you by point Steve two. Zissou a, a 4.2? Yeah, uh-huh. 4.2. That is so low. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> do you want to watch it again? <laughs> Just because I said Steve Z and it made me want to watch it. Again. Can you can you take your rating? I'm gonna back? hate it if I watch it. again. I think we should watch it again, and if you like it better, we have to update. Our do rating. another. Um, we could do that. We could do that. That could be just a segment of our show. Any Scott updates? Scott updates. <laughs> Zach, uh, he's gonna watch There Will Be Blood and then rate it lower. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I already knew what happened, so I was so much more bored this time too. <laughs> Zach, uh, he also rated Face Off 4.2. So Face Off wow. was as good to Scott as Life Aquatic with Steve Zizou. I would put all three of those in the same camp. Yeah. <laughs> and Ghostbusters is worse than Face Off. You think Ghostbusters is worse than Face Off? Uh, I mean, you do know. Oh, wait, no, that's not true. Sorry, go ahead. Me? Yeah, go ahead. Whatever you're going to yes. say. Yes, you do. All right. All right. <laughs> Let's end it on that note, guys. <laughs> well, not a strong one. Hey, guys, uh, make sure to tune in next week. Uh, we promise that that podcast will not go off the rails as much as this one did. So uh, I can't promise anything. Unless you want it to. But we're going to be uh, covering Zach's movie, Zach's nomination. Donnie Darko. That movie's already off the rails. We can't make that promise. I don't, yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I, I don't want to give a whole lot away, but I was super excited that Zach nominated Donnie Darko, but, uh, I was disappointed with this. So we'll see what happens next week. <laughs> uh, Scott, do you have any, uh, final thoughts to, uh, close us out? Yeah. Is there a way that I can-